Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know. I see. I keep saying content and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my other mom co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sita. Hey, Mina. Co-mommin over here. co mom <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're referencing mom, and I know a lot of you that listen to us know that we are both moms of two kiddos and growing. We both have our own two businesses, so there's a lot happening over here. Um, but we're so excited to have our friend on. She is a serial entrepreneur, and she is the creator of Hustle Like a Mom, which is a multimedia platform and events brand focusing on empowering and educating moms to build a successful bridge from mom life to entrepreneur life. So I would love to welcome Pamela Peckerman. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, ladies. I'm super excited that we're finally doing this. I feel like I spent the last few years virtually getting to know you. So this is so nice. I know. We got to connect with you doing virtual events together through the Mm -hmm. pandemic. And it was just, it was so great to have your community and vice versa, um, just really supporting moms that hustle and are entrepreneurs. Absolutely. You know, I always say even beyond just mompreneurs, we really focus on the between drop-off and pick-up mompreneur. And I know you ladies also always talk about with your product bosses, like have your unique point of view. You know, service-based business, it's the same thing. I know who I'm showing up for and I know what to create for them, which I know you guys always talk about for product-based businesses, but it's, you know, it applies across the board. I wake up for them all the time. I know what, (laughs) you know, what to serve them for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I hope. And if memory serves me right, you had shifted your business at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Or am I, it does memory not serve me right, which is usually the case. No, no, no. <laughs> Clear, you had your Ginkgo Biloba. It's, no, it, it serves you correct. 
So actually, uh, Hustle Like a Mom did exist before the pandemic, but it was exclusively an events-focused um, and in the tri-state area because I'm in New York um, business. And so what happened overnight was, you know, the contracts that we had lined up with, with Bloomingdale's to take us into other markets, everything, dis- you know, everything fell, fell through after that. And I had to kind of like regroup after I regrouped on the home front, which we won't even get into because that, that's way more than a half an hour conversation. I really had to buckle down and realize what does the between drop off and pick up mompreneur need now. And so we went virtually and hustle like a mom really began to expand and come into what it is right now, which is we do coaching services. So I do master your messaging. We, we do group coaching, one-on-one coaching. We still do virtual events. God willing, at the end of this year, we'll start doing more um, in-person opportunities. Um, but I always say, you know, everything that filters out through Hustle Like a Mom has to check off that, are you a between drop-off and pick-up mompreneur? Because if I'm giving out information or bringing in uh, speakers to t- talk about you know something on, during a summit, I need them to understand these women are predominantly trying to run their businesses between this nine o'clock, 3 p.m. corridor. And so everything has to really make sense for that lifestyle choice. I love I that. Feel like- uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I love that because that's exactly what we're talking about is that mom that needs to get more done in a certain amount of hours without the excess of all these, you know, you call them darling ideas, right? Can we get a little bit more into that? Or Jacqueline, did you want to go in a different direction? I was going to say, you know, as a mom, just a lot of us are, you know, hustling in between school hours. You pick up your kids, then you're hustling sometime after school and then all the way into the evening. And then that's where um, those of us start to feel burnt out because it's sort of like, there's no time left for yourself. It's it's kids and trying to work, kids and trying to work, and then trying to get it done and not sleeping. So I think start, and I know we're going to talk about how to regain control of your time, right, while making more money because it's just a default that a lot of us end up, you know, spending all of our extra hours working still. A hundred percent, and I think Mina, you had touched on this idea of what I called the darling ideas because sometimes you have to kill a darling. It's like pop a balloon, however you want to visualize it for yourself. Um, I think what I've seen a lot over the last few years is a lot of uh, courses out there and just opportunities to eat a lot of valuable information. But sometimes entrepreneurs eat everything. And it's like, I always say, would you go to the restaurant and eat the entire menu? No, you would find that one awesome, like I'm going to eat the product boss. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to stick with it. And you've probably- I'm going to savor it. (laughs) I'm going to savor it. Yes. Ooh, yes. I'm going to savor it. And you've probably seen this with like your success rate with the, with any testimonials of, of anybody who's gone through a multi-stream machine or other offerings that you've had is when they stick with it and stick with you and don't go all over the place, that's when the success comes. So whatever speaks to you, multi-stream machine, you know, what, whatever is the formula, you have to stick with it. I think oftentimes we, we're sort of presented with a lot of ideas and you got to kill the darlings because they're like, oh, I'm going to do reels. That's going to be my vehicle. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You can't do everything well. And so um, that became also very clear to me, especially during the pandemic. What I saw with my one-on-one clients was we had to get really structured and figure out how how are they going to pick their goals, right? Again, you're not going to eat the whole menu. So what are you going to, you know, put in, put into your, into your mouth? And so what I started to do with, with them was these quarterly sessions where I would give them labels and it ended up being amplify your brand. One goal that amplifies your brand, one goal that is a clear money move and one goal that is a de-stressor. And, you know, I can go into what all of those look like, but the idea was they needed to pick something meaningful that was meaty enough 
to last them for three months, but manageable enough that they can do it within three months. And then the quarter ends, you look back and you're like, I did those things. I accomplished that. I made it, you know, somebody just said, I got into four Bloomingdale's. I got my, my snacks into those two hotels I wanted to, because where you focus is what you gain back. And so again, if you're talking about between nine o'clock and 3 PM and you're a solopreneur, or maybe you have, you know, a VA, like a small under five person team, you can't eat everything. You can't do all the things. And so I, I found that it was very important to, to go after this method that we developed with my clients um, was edit to expand. And what we did in this year in 2022 was offer up quarterly planning sessions so that other mompreneurs that maybe could not afford to do group coaching with me or could not afford to do one-on-one could come on board for a quarterly planning party, sit down for two hours and really set the agenda for the quarter. And then let's meet again in three months and see how did it go when you didn't go after all the darlings, when you knew where to say yes. And I think this is the biggest thing is knowing where to say yes and where to say no and not tagging on to, oh, I want to do that collaboration. No, I'm going to jump on you know, the next big thing in social media. You can't. You can't do all the things. That's when we start to lose our focus. That's when we start to lose momentum. And you know, going back to the most important thing, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. We're not going to make the dollars if we're spreading ourselves too thin across a lot of opportunities that may not be right for us. So I do three clear labeled goals per quarter. And that's when we start to see the traction. Yeah. Um, I love that. So you said it was, what were the goals again? So it was sure. something. Um, can it you was ampli- yeah. It was amplify your brand, a money move and a de-stressor. Okay. So de-stressor would be like the veggies that are on your plate that are good for you, you know? Or, the... or maybe like you're getting a massage later today, Mina. Yeah. So yeah. Like well, that. I'm just saying like, she's saying like when you have a balanced plate, right? A balanced right. meal, it's oh. like, okay, there is somebody, there's something from every food group. Usually there's vegetables, starch, and protein. So when you're thinking about that, it's like, okay, there's the de-stressor, there's the amplify, which is, you know, what we call visibility in the brand awareness. And then there's the money move, which we call sales, you know? So I think that pulling from those things and using a visual, like having a plate in front of you, you're not going to eat the entire menu, but you have your, you know, thing that adds nourishment which is the self-care piece that you were talking about. Then the piece that sticks to things, sticks to your bones, which is the potato, obviously the potato. Um, <laughs> we're and sticking that with the food. If she's going with it. We're yeah, just going to wait and see where we go. Love language is acronyms well, and you know, you know I was gonna um, say, analogies. So- as far as de-stressor, oftentimes we, you know, um, we think of de-stressor as what you mentioned, which is like, I'm going to get the massage and leave time for yourself. But I, al- I always want to say, think of the de-stressor as the thing in your business that is the thorn in your tush, <laughs> not mm-hmm. just the other word. And so for example, um, it's the thing that you don't want to do, but if you woke up on April 1st, we're talking about Q1, right? If you woke up April 1st or July 1st and that thing was done, how much more room would you have in your mind and in your business to go and pursue an even bigger and better money move and even bigger and better um, something that you said visibility, I say amplify your brand, same thing. So um, an example of a de-stressor in business could be... Um, Maybe there's something in the finances that is not organized. So maybe you want to hire a bookkeeper, right? And so that you're going to spend the quarter figuring out, okay, here are all the things that I'm doing. How can this come off my plate? I'm going to interview a few bookkeepers. I'm going to find one. Whatever the next quarter is rolls around, that's taken care of. Now I have more space, more breath and less anxiety. Because I think a lot of it is, how do I get rid of the backend anxiety so that I can show up and be the product boss that I know I can be for my jewelry, for my snacks, you know, for whatever, you know, for my uh, 
um, scarf business, whatever your um, your product business might be. So think about the de-stressor as the stress in your business. It could be accounting. It could be, I'd like to develop a system for um, posting my social that works for me. Something that is just the nag that you keep pushing under the rug. And we all have those um, and they never get done and it keeps rolling and rolling and the year goes by and you're like, oh my gosh, I I didn't do that thing. But if I did it, wouldn't I feel so much better on December 31st of, you know, 2022? Yeah, you would. So I always say, if you do nothing else, get rid of the stressors. That's really, really important. Yeah. The thing that's in the back of your head, like I need to do this, but I don't have the time to do it. Right. A lot mm-hmm. of times you might so think, unmotivated. <laughs> it might be moving. <laughs> but, when your... <laughs> but when you label, so this is a big thing. I think when we label them, right, they become very clear goals and not just like a nice to have, right. It's not a nice to have, to have your finances organized. It's not a nice to have to wake up on a Monday and know what your social strategy or your email marketing strategy is for the, you know, for the month. It's a, I need to have. So maybe that's your de-stressor is figuring out, okay, I need an email marketing system. So I'm going to work this quarter and figuring out what works for me. And that's going to be the de-stressor. So when I wake up at the end of the quarter, I'm already in the groove. And, you know, Amplify Your Brand is a bunch of, it could be, I want to get more press. And so you label, it's like, I want to get on three podcasts. You were one of my, you were one of my Amplify Your Branders Woo! for the last quarter. So here we are. I know. Yay. So you have to, you have to label it and it becomes a thing that is, like, I don't want to say chaseable, is something that you're going to, I say, you know, uh, break away at the boulder. Cause you look at the boulder, you're like, oh my God, I want to get on, you know, Good Morning America. Cause I think it's the great, right visibility for my brand. Okay, what are the steps you break it down that we walk through how you do that? It's it's much easier when you label instead of having it being a nice thing because then you're just in the rat race. And I mm-hmm. like structure. The more structure, the more money. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, you're teaching how to edit to expand and it's a method, right, to remove excess in order to regain control of your time while making more money. So is the method these three things or do you want to take us through that a little bit more? Oh, absolutely. So we we have these quarterly planning sessions where we do go through the method and every quarter we also build on it. So if you did, you know, if you had these goals during the first quarter, how can we adjust them and build on them for the next quarter? Because it's, you know, it's the whole year, uh, one year leads to the next. So it's not just what I did in these three months. It's okay, here's what happened. What can I learn and how do I build on it? So for example, I always say, you know, in Q2 or Q, Q3, you know, um, if I did an amplify your move that was X, how can I now convert what happened there into now my money move in the second quarter? So it's about building on them, really getting into the system of edit to expand and realizing that it's not just about the nice things and it's not just about chasing all the money moves, but the right one. So one of the first things that we do, even even for the people who join in in Q2 or Q3, it doesn't matter, we review the kind of like the basic steps of, am I even picking the right goals? Because I don't know if you probably have experienced this with your, um, with the women in your system as well. Sometimes we think that this is a great goal. Like my product should be at the, you know, boutique hotels, but then it's like, actually, no, my customer doesn't even go to those boutique hotels. So what was I doing wasting my time? And I always say that as women, there's entrepreneurs, we pay in three ways, right? Money, time, and energy. I don't have the time and the money and energy to waste. And so being able to decode your community is one thing we go through. How do I really make sure? Because I'm always shocked people think they know whom they should be serving. And then we go through the exercises and they're like, wait a minute, hold on. 
I could be making more money, you know, really focusing on my backyard in New Jersey. And here I was thinking on social media, I can be everything to everybody in the whole world. And so those little shifts will impact the goals that you set, right? It's one thing to say, I'm going to go after these 10 hotels across the country, whatever they may be. It's another thing to say, I'm going to go after, you know, having my product and I know I'm picking hotels, but you know, having these- you're headed to one right now. I know that's true. That's because I'm headed. She's headed to the plaza for tea with her daughter. (laughs) I'm very excited. I'm basically living out my dreams with my children. Isn't that what we're all doing? Um, So you know, thinking you know, thinking about maybe focusing on your backyard and the money you can make in your backyard, or the press that you can get in your backyard, in your town, in your state, in this you know the surrounding area. So I think decoding your community is one thing we go through, Um, and the other thing is so I've been on TV for uh, 15 years as a spokesperson for brands like HomeGoods, TJ Maxx, Olay, Dove, Avino, like a bunch of great big companies. Um, But I also spent a handful of time as an honor expert for QVC and HSN, and they can sell ice to Eskimos. You all know this. Like You've all watched for five minutes. You're like, yes, I do need that extra face mask, that vacuum too. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. And so I go into also the psychology of, you know, goal setting. But before that, we talk about what am I really selling? And I know, ladies, you also talk about this in, in, um, with your, you know, your clients as well, um, the ladies in your programs, this idea of you're never really selling your product. And oftentimes when I tell people that, they get a little bit surprised, but you're not. You're selling an emotional win. So if you can de- decode your community, which is the first thing, and then get into the emotional win of painting the picture of what life is like when she's wearing your glasses, like how much better is her world now because she has your glasses or your headband or whatever the product may be, um, then you can't set the goals. And so really, before we go on goal setting, we make sure that is your foundation there? Is the messaging in place? Because when the messaging is in place, you can set the goals, the marketing agenda, the con- you know, if we're thinking about a pyramid, you know, the messaging, the, the marketing, the content uh, agenda. And then at the top of the pyramid is what we all want, which is sales, right? We want to grow a community that buys. So in all of this, you know, editing to expand and, you know, removing in order to regain control, you really need to know what you're, what you're really selling. It's never the handbag. It's always the emotional benefit. Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know. I see. I keep saying content and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. 
it's like you were on this coaching call we had earlier today, um, oh. <laughs> which is like it's an example of every person. I feel like when they first have a product, it's much more than the product. Yeah. And we, this was a handmade jewelry company that we were coaching and she had won a strategy session with us and, um, her jewelry is great, but why her jewelry, right? It was like, okay, it's handmade gemstone jewelry, but why? And while she's had success and sold, it's not as easy. Right. And like exactly what you're saying, the effort is there. And so we were basically figuring out why, why yours and not someone else's, what is the messaging? You know, how do they feel? Why do they need this? Why yours and not someone else's? And so it was that idea, exactly what you're saying of really coming up with the messaging and the brand and and what the customer needs. Cause like you said, you can sell anything. I, a good salespeople uh, understand marketing and they understand the pain points or they understand how people want to feel and they can sell anything to them if they know what, what their needs are. I always say the easiest, you know, if you want a free lesson, turn on one of those QVC HSN shows, watch for 10 minutes, just watch. They will never lead in with the bag or the, like the vacuum, whatever it is. They're going to start saying, Oh my, and they'll talk to the person who's with them. It's like, Mary, can you imagine walking into your home and having this smell? Wouldn't it be nice if your kids did deck? And they paint your life in the, like, to, talking back to the client that you spoke to, right? They paint your life with that jewelry on it, right? It's not just about the jewelry. Is, is she feeling bold? Is it colorful? Is it bringing endless summer vibes? Um, and the one word I always say, please never use is like unique. Like that doesn't really, t- I'm not going to call my friend and say, oh my God, I just found the most unique jewelry. That doesn't give me anything. But right. if, if there's something else that like meat on the bone and in, I would say like, you know, words evoke emotions, emotions resonate. And that's what like, leads to sales, it's the emotion. We never, we almost never need anything, right? I don't need another piece of jewelry, but you're going to make me think that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, you're going to make me think that. If you've looked at our wrists, they still need more jewelry. And the biggest <laughs> right? thing that yeah. we add to our wrists has something attached to it, right? Like it's a goal that we had or an emotion or reminds us of something or, you know, actually our bangles, I have two that I bought when my kids were born, like my own bump presents. And the other ones were symbolic of things that Mina and I did, right? But the person selling it, there was value and emotion tied to that and how that made me feel. So that's why those bracelets ended up on our wrist. So, so good about that. And then the same thing in this coaching call, it was first, you know, she had these big goals and all these other things, but it was and the, one of her questions, like, do I sell on Amazon? Well, we saw the messaging and branding was off. And so it took, it's kind of like you're saying, like, then it goes to sales and that kind of thing where you level up because you can sell and you can keep selling and it can feel really hard. But as soon as it gets easier to sell what you're selling and you know, your messaging, people are going to hear it. They're going to refer you out and sales are going to come so much easier. Yeah. Oh, you, I mean, you know what to say. Yeah. Exactly. What, when you, it's, it's funny today, I did like a little, like on IG live, like a five minute business tip quickie. And I used the phrase, which I swore I never would, but it came up in a coaching that I did a few days ago, which was this imposter syndrome. And I realized that oftentimes we have this feeling of my product isn't good enough. I don't know if I, right, you were saying like, I don't know if I should sell on Amazon. How am I going to show up at a pop-up? How, you know, trunk show, oh, that brand is better than mine. All of this comes up to your point, Mina, what you just said, when we don't have the clarity and that foundation of messaging, you can't, you can't do anything, right? I love when somebody uh, will, will come up to me and say like, can you help me with my marketing strategy? And I'm like, great. You show me, like Jacqueline just said, like you show me your, your messaging. Let's see if that's tight. And then we can begin to plan. And they're like, I don't have time for that. 
And then it's like, uh, I'm like, well, then I don't have time for you. It's like, what is that audio now? I don't have time for you. I don't yeah. have time. You know that one that's floating around right now? If you want to stop me, you're going to have to kill me. You, <laughs> have you heard that one? <laughs> I have not heard that one, but I, I okay. resonate with that one as well. It's the Anna you Delvey know? one. Yeah, it's Anna Delvey <laughs> ones. Which people are not, you know, into reels like we are. I feel like. I think one of the main things though, talking about imposter syndrome that I want everybody to take away from this, because I think when people start mentioning QVC and HSN, there's some of us that that is the main thing that holds us back is that we know that we are not able to sell according to the way they can sell ice to Eskimos. And I want to lift that for all of you that it's not that they sell because on QVC and HSN, they're selling everything to everybody, but you each one of you has a customer out there and you're not being an imposter or not anything else. When you get clear messaging and you have clarity around it, you're able to speak, the, pe- the right people gravitate towards you. So they're the ones that are watching HSN and pick up the phone or is it done by phone anymore? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, but- <laughs> I think they do have a number you can call. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I think that it's not that you're still selling everything to everybody and that you're up leveling your skill set to be able to do that. It's that you're attracting the right person and there's plenty there. Everybody has a customer out there for each, everybody is, you know, that's why we don't ever position candle maker against candle maker or jewelry maker against jewelry maker. It literally is, is that each person has their own customer and the messaging is the thing that shows you which customer is yours? So, uh, oh, it, 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 mm-hmm. 100% it dictates, you know, where you're going to show up. You know, again, we're going back to like saving time, saving money, saving energy. If yeah. you have your messaging on point and you've decoded your community so you know the, the customers that, you know, will be interested in your product, you know where to show up, right? I, I've had um, in the past brands who say, oh, well, I, I did this 10-week program holiday pop-up and you know, it didn't work out well. And I spent $2,000 to be there for these 10 days. And I say, but did you do the research to figure out if in fact, the woman who's going to spend $300 on jewelry is showing up, or is she going to this pop-up looking for like a really fun $30 piece of jewelry? You, it's not that you aren't great, right? Going back to imposter syndrome, it's not that you aren't great or your product isn't good, but you showed up at the wrong place. And that's probably because you didn't think through your messaging and haven't figured out who your customer is because you showed up where $30 was. You're $300. You need to be somewhere else in the right place. Yeah. And I see that a lot. I think what you're saying, you know, like in terms of editing and refining, and, and I think a lot of it's reflection. So as moms, as entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of us have a lot of ideas, visionary, shiny object syndrome, all of the things. So I want everyone that's listening to see three very capable women that are successful here that have experienced this. And so many of you are like, yeah, yes, that's me. Whether or not you have kids, we have have all these ideas. And so it's that idea of spreading yourself too thin. I remember when I was growing my businesses and I had three and my brother was like, you're going to grow none of these if you do all of these, you know, and Mina and I, like we have two businesses each, but let me tell you um, which what one business, <laughs> let me tell you which one now doesn't get that the attention. Business. And it's the other Luckily, one. My <laughs> husband keeps that other business moving along, but your energy and time and money goes somewhere. Right. And that's with anything. It's like adding on a toddler when you have a baby or adding on baby when you have a toddler or whatever it is. Um, but you, your time gets less. You just have to know what, where you're going to focus. But we and and i think especially moms it's this new you know i tell people who are thinking about getting pregnant or they are and they're you know it's their first baby and they're so worried because their existing life 
I don't even know what's coming, but we have such the ability to, to integrate and to do them. But I think it's when we burn ourselves out and we do too many things or we get so excited and we don't allow us to pull back. It's like a slingshot, right? You pull back, you refine it, and then you'll take off even faster. And I think it's so valuable what you're teaching other mom entrepreneurs out there. Well, I would say I tested on myself before anybody else, right? So if I if I feel that it's worked on me and then I'll do it with my one-on-one or their mastery messaging, which is like my group program, if it works well, then it goes sort of to the wider hustle like a mom community, which again is what we did with quarterly planning parties. But this idea that, and this goes, I agree with you. This is, this really in essence can apply to anybody. It's just, I always say like, you know, I'm speaking and, and coaching and from my community, because again, you have to show up with your own unique point of view. But this idea that we don't have all the time in the day and you you absolutely have to edit in order to expand. You know, I, I love, you know, Mina, you always say that your husband is running the second business and obviously you and Jacqueline are running the product boss empire. Um, <laughs> emphasis on empire. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I always get a little flustered when I have brands and they're brand new. So nothing has been created yet. And they say, oh, but, and I have this brand, this division, that's going to be like the lower price point and then the bigger division. And my first question is like, first of all, I always say like, do you have like the team of like 50? Like, where's your posse that's going to be the running this division and who's going to be running that division? Because you, you just can't, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's impossible, but for the most part, it's really impossible to stretch yourself that thin. Or you have to say to yourself, I'm just going to be working all the time. And even then you're not guaranteed. I think when you know what you're building out with clear messaging, you know, the community is going to be attracted to you. You can get into this really awesome rhythm of goal setting. And, you know, to the point we started off with, which is that idea between drop off and pick up and still, you know, being successful and making revenue, right? If it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Um, You can get there if you really focus on three specific goals within one specific company that shows up and says, no, my jewelry is not for everybody. Whom is it really for? Whom am I really serving? That's when the magic in in your wallet starts to happen. That's when the ching ching starts to come in. I love it. So Pamela, tell our community how they can connect with you, um, follow you, join this, let us know everything. Share you share me. Um, I love warm hugs. Uh, so you can, find, you can find me on Instagram at Pamela Peckerman. And of course, if you're a mom entrepreneur, you can also follow along at hustle like a mom. Um, we do have the quarterly planning session. So if you're listening to this and it's mid Q2, um, we can still actually send you Q2, but you can also sign up for Q3 and just email. Um, I'm sorry, just DM me quarterly planning and I'll, I'll send you the access to it, but you can also find all the information on hustlelikeamom.com. Amazing. We'll put that all in the show notes. Thank you so much, Pamela. Thanks ladies. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the product class podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the product boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, 
and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.